Yo, 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 Salam Nerds! It's your boy Neves, aka Watch with Neves, and I'm here with Jazz, aka Jazzy Jeff. What's up? Jazzy Jeff, <laughs> okay, alright. Is it because I got yeah. that um uh, DJ equipment back there? Or... It is just because <laughs> you got DJ equipment today. So you know what it is? Have you ever have, have you ever seen the show um Psych? Yes. USA? Uh-huh. So you know how Sean Spencer always gives Gus like a fake like uh nickname <laughs> every time. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna start doing that with you because like I always say hey it's your boy Neves aka Watch with Neves and then you don't have an aka so I'm gonna start making them up for you that's gonna be our new game. All right, let's do it. <laughs> so today I'm DJ Jazzy Jeff. Got it. Oh my DJ God. Jazzy Jeff for today. <laughs> and uh, today we have a very special guest. So we've been talking about Moon Knight for like weeks now, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? We really need to bring on some, you know, Arab and North African representation on this show. So I happened to come across somebody on TikTok. We were talking about Raza Ghul. We were talking about Middle Eastern representation. And I was like, you know what? I would really like to have you on our podcast. So uh, Desert Reviews, I reached out to him, and he said he would love to be on our podcast. And today we're going to get to talk about Moon Knight, and we're going to get some really good insights. So what's going on, DT? How are you? Hey, man. It's DT here from Desert Reviews, and I just want to say thank you so much. Uh, by the way, Jazz, where the hell is the Fresh Prince? <laughs> <laughs> anyway that's a so, good question yeah. who's my best friend i guess i'll be neves by default but um you know what i yeah. realized your name's yeah, desert reviews when neves presented it to me know? i thought it was dessert reviews <laughs> and i was like it's <laughs> <laughs> like, just occurring to me it's desert reviews i'm like oh that makes so much more sense oh my god you thought it was des- I've actually that is the second time I've actually gotten that. <laughs> guys, we're just playing a prank on you guys. We are no longer a nerd culture show. We are now a food review show. We are a food podcast. Hey man, it's popping, all right? All the new shows on Netflix. Have you seen them? Oh my yes, god! We're talking about baklava. It is, and, uh, and <laughs> that's what's up today. Get some mitai, get some gulab jamun, get some jalebi up in here. Yeah, man, let's go. Ooh, man, can that? I can go for some right now, to be honest. Holy shit! Oh, uh, just a nice you know drizzle of syrup on top. Oof. <laughs> All right, I know oh, what I'm doing after man. this. Thank you. But yeah, anyway, oh, uh, yeah, thank you for having me on the show. My name is DT. I'm a bit of a nerd culture reviewer who's trying to get more into talking about how actual culture influences nerd culture. Um, big time anime nerd, and uh, yeah, follow me on TikTok if you'd like. Yeah, what's your TikTok handle? What's my TikTok mm-hmm. handle? Yeah. Oh yeah, it's it's Desert Reviews. It's the same. Uh, desert reviews. Yeah, it's Desert <laughs> Reviews. Yeah, not Desert uh, Reviews. Not Desert. <laughs> You know what we should do? Next week, bring on dessert reviews and confuse everybody. You know, if I ever get invited, if I ever get invited back to this show, I'm just gonna be eating like a new dessert every single time. Just like eat a cake if I get invited back, and then come back and with some baklava or some shit like that. That'll be really, really funny. We should definitely do that. Honestly, next time, it'll be, uh, we'll just have desserts and we'll talk about Moon Knight. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be Eid. It'll be like a day or two after Eid. We could have a lot of desserts on here. Oh, I could just feel it. Really oh, confuse people. I don't know, man. It's, uh, it's, it's, you know, food makes you feel good, but you know what doesn't make you feel good? Your mom telling you she hates you, so let's talk about Moon Knight. <laughs> Oh, God. Oh, God. That episode. That episode, I was not expecting it. That, that hit me. That shit hit me. 
Jazz is laughing at my transition. <laughs> oh my god. That's such a Jazz. tragic thing. And you made it a transition like this. <laughs> Mother hitting. Holy like, shit. The, the entire show starts off with her mom just like yelling at her kid. And then like they go into what happened last week. So we're like, you get like two seconds of it. And you're like, what the hell was that? And then you just dive into them in the insane asylum. And they're with Tara Wee. Uh, who's the hippo god and um, of like what women and children and love and love, yeah, right, yeah, love, um, fertility, and children, le- yeah, love, fertility, and children. And <laughs> whenever I saw the hippo, the only thing I think of is the hippo from Madagascar, <laughs> like that's like that's all I think about when I see her. So, yeah, yeah no, <laughs> this episode was just wow, man, that was yeah, just it got deep, it like got I deep. was and- shocked. Yeah, that's just like, I mean, I I could not believe what I was seeing, and holy crap! Okay, can I? Do you mind if I say one? Uh, like, are we allowed to speculate on the show? Yeah, of course. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we don't I, have spoilers, I mean, so whatever. We can say whatever you want. We don't know anything. Okay, so here's the thing. Like, I was looking at the show itself, and like, there was one moment that bugged me. Like, I feel like Stephen. I'm not Stephen. Sorry. I feel like Mark was set up from childhood from the beginning like he was just set up for to have a screwed up life and i think it was Kanchu who did it yes because because yes. when like what's it called you see that one scene they're going into the cave and then like you know they're like oh mom said not to play when it was wet and then steven steps on a bird skull yeah. that looks almost yeah. exactly like Kanchu. Yes. and i'm just sitting there like this man just got screwed from the beginning yeah. he had no chance at all holy shit man and i think that's one of the storylines in the comics that Kanchu was aware of mark as a child he knew about him since then i think that actually is canon in the comics um whether he actually you know manipulated and orchestrated all of this stuff to happen is up to you know us to speculate but he's known of him for for a while um, so yeah, that's really interesting, man. I I can see Disney taking a creative liberty there and using Conchu to come back in the past and manipulate all of it. Because yeah, all those on the comics, Disney, well Marvel, um, they are getting a little creative with the whole show. And so, if they are gonna do a line like that, I can totally see them doing something that messed up. Yeah. Oh my god, you know. But from all the yeah. shows that Disney have done, this is the most creative. Like, I love the direction it's going to. The way they told his origin story. Like, you don't get an origin story until episode four, right, or five. And it's uh, it's crazy how you find out, like, this history. And, like, this is not what the story is in the comics. In the comics, basically, uh, Mark's rabbi ends up being a serial killer. And that's what triggers his, like, DID. Uh but this story is completely done and created by Muhammad Diyad and it's completely unique to the MCU. And it's so much better, in my opinion. It's really mm-hmm. deep. It's really, like, uh, gives you a sense of, like, emotions where you're when you're watching it. Uh, also, the actress, yo, I hate that lady. Like, I hate her so much, but the actress was so good. I think her name yeah. is Fernanda Andrade is her name. Yo, she was so good because, like, I hate her so much. When she got that belt, I was like, oh, no, fuck you. No, don't you dare. Yo, that brought up some memories, man, as soon as I saw that shit. (laughs) It's okay, brother. We've all been there. We're going to break the trauma. We're going to 
Briggs generational curse of passing it on to our kids. Yeah. It's fine. Oh, God. It, it, it was wild. But, like, one of the things that, you know, we really got to see that I thought was really cool and a lot of people were asking for it is they finally got to see uh, Mark's Jewish heritage, which uh, people were really upset about because they thought we were not going to get it at all. And this episode, they, they showed a lot of it. His father, Elias, they showed him. Um, they mm-hmm. showed the Shiva. Um, it, it, they showed him wearing the, um, the yarmulke. Like, they really yeah. into it. They were like, yo, they gave people what they yeah. wanted. I'm, I'm, I'm really happy for uh, the, the Jewish community getting the representation. It's, it's good, man. Because, like, we want representation. So, like, we need to support other people when they get representation. So, I think that's really, really cool. Um, but it, it's pretty interesting because, like, you you, uh, you see the the mother and the father's dynamic, and like you see like she never forgave him, like ever, right? Even like, no days when he's a teenager, like, and she never and like Stephen has such a great memory of her, and like it's so funny because like generally like you think that a somebody with DID, right? They created this personality to protect them. They would create a stronger, bigger personality, right? But instead, they chose Steven. They went the other route. And it's so interesting to me that, like, Steven is uh, not the mercenary, not this big badass. He's this sensitive, lovable, smart, gullible guy and a little bit naive. And that's the personality that Mark chose to protect him, which I think is very interesting. You don't see that often. I, I kind of feel, honestly, like, I mean... Uh, yeah, it is an interesting dynamic, but when you think about it, like, it just, I, one thing doesn't make sense to me, though, about uh, Steven's D and, uh, Steven uh, and his personality. Okay, so the scene where she's about to bust out the belt, yeah. okay? Here's one thing I don't I don't get. Steven still sees him and uh, still sees her in a good light at that moment, like, past that yeah. moment. You know, good memories. But yet, he's the one that takes the beatings. You're right. Right. Like, that's what I found weird. Like, Mark I was just like, he didn't take the beat. So it was Steven. Here's who why. Steven isn't a personality that just, like, switches in and out. Steven is the stronger personality that he will, that it's not the one he just, like, swaps out with. It's, he's a personality that is the personality Mark would have had if the mom wasn't like that. And so it's a coping mechanism for him. It's not like, yes, Stephen was the one who got hit, but that Stephen won't remember it because that Stephen thinks of is the ah. personality that didn't experience any of it. Right? So it's so the like real Mark this... is hiding, and Stephen oh. is the one experiencing it, but Stephen won't remember this because Stephen is always going to be the perfect version of himself. So what you're saying is it's kind of like it's almost like a bit of a it constantly resets or something like that, like his Mm -hmm. memory resets, or it could be like more of a bit of like a proto Steven in a sense, like as in like this proto would be a good word for it. Uh, Yeah, yeah, Yeah. because they did mention that they Steven and Mark didn't start clashing until the funeral, the funeral when they started becoming aware of each other. Right. And when he started, I guess, sleepwalking and doing all these weird things. Uh, so it happened two weeks prior to what we've been watching. So before that, they've been going their entire lives. Well, Stephen has been going his life not knowing about it. Mark seems to be been aware of it the whole time, I think. Uh, which is and although they've hinted at it yet, right? We don't even know if Stephen was the personality there that got beat. 
oh. it could have been one of the other personalities that experienced it, and they're just trying to hide that right now. It could have been. I mean, we. Yeah. It could have been. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm a little disappointed though, because that scene where like you know they're standing out in front of the door. And they were just like, hey, whose memory is that? Do you remember being out on the street? And yeah, then Steve yeah. is just like, I thought that was Jake at I first. Because he was like literally next to a car. And I was just like, god damn it. We don't see Jake Lockley yet. Yeah. 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 So, I don't think they're going to show him next episode either. So I think this is going to be a is, thing for next season. So the rumor is that you, we, we did see Jake Lockley. There is a part in the um, in the scene where uh, Mark comes back to the office and he's got this like scar on his nose and a bandage on his nose all of a sudden and oh. he's talking in a New York accent right Mark doesn't have a New York accent Steven doesn't have a New York accent but then all of a sudden he starts talking like somebody from Brooklyn or Staten Island and he starts like grabbing he's, he's really forceful and he grabs this like white shard or like a glass shard and starts charging them and he's super aggressive so the rumor is that was Jake Lockley right before he gets hit with the syringe and they uh, they sedate him. That oh, was shit. Jake Lockley, but, mm. but uh, somebody asked Muhammad Diod on Twitter if that was Jake Lockley. Can you confirm this is Jake Lockley? And he said no. But ah. but, but it's confusing because did he say no? That's not Jake Lockley. Did he say no? That I will not confirm it. It's no, he will not confirm it. That has to yeah, be Yeah, that's the thing. I, I mean, see when it, it comes right down to it, Marvel always loves keeping everything close to their chest. Yeah. Let's mm-hmm. face it. They got they got pissed off when with Spider-Man No Way Home on oh, that yeah, shit. Yeah. So they're probably going to try to keep it hush-hush. Yeah. Okay, but that was like was the biggest open secret ever. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way like, they could have hidden that too long. No, <laughs> oh definitely God. not. But, uh... Yeah, so I think Jake Lockley, that might have been him. And I think, but the thing is, like, there is so much more that needs to happen, and we only have one episode left. It's crazy how they're going to fit all of this in one episode. And they're not. It's going to be. They're not going to fit man. Jake. They can't fit Jake at all. Mm-mm. No, not at all. I don't think so. No, because that... that would just. Like what? Pur- what purpose would Jake actually serve? Well, that's the thing. Th- and then that's the yep. theory about Chekhov's gun, right? If you have a gun, you have to fire it. And we saw the third sarcophagus, right? So like they've got to show us in the third sarcophagus, unless it's, it's going to be an end credit scene, and you find out it's Jake at the very, very end to set up like season two or to set up like, uh, yep. Blade. You know, like that he's going to work with Blade and and uh, Black Knight. Um, that's possible. Yeah, that's probably what it's going to be like that. Like, you know, I mean, yeah, Chekhov's gun, but like, I think that's what they're going to use as a setup for the third season. And I think possibly, I'm mean, not a third season, second season, possibly for a second season. I think Mark is going to try to fit either two things are going to happen in this episode. A, in the next episode, A, Kanchu is going to give Mark, uh, is going to give Mark Steven back. That's one thing. Mm-hmm. Or B, the next step, uh, the next season is going to be about how they get steven back like mm. you know, from you know uh what was it the, I, I can't the field reads oh, yeah. yeah no well he's not in the field of reads he's in the sand right yeah. now he's in hell basically he's like oh steven is but mark isn't he's like bing bong from inside out you know when bing bong with the imaginary guy he's yeah. left behind oh that's god what, oh my like. god <laughs> <sighs> jesus christ um, it's kind of messed up literally yeah. like I, I have a feeling that steven's gonna come back with major resentment towards mark like 
I mean, let's face it, that's every single villain story. You left me behind to rot and suffer. I don't think so. Hey. I think Steven is like... His scale's balanced. I feel, I feel like Steve is, is too kind for something like that. But you know what's really cool? When Steve gets frozen in, like, that rock sand formation, it's the same uh, stance that Crawley has when he was, like, a statue in gold. When he's a statue in gold, he's making the same exact uh, hand motion, like this. Interesting. So foreshadowing there. Hmm. Hmm. Shit, actually. Yeah. Okay. Wow. I thought that was really cool. Oh, shoot. And then, and speaking, I was gonna say, like, speaking of the like these stands and stuff, they also talked about like this is like one uh, plane, but they also talked about another plane, which was the ancestral plane from Black Panther. <laughs> so the cool little Black Panther, um, which we'll reference in there, because Boss, who is the god. Uh, from Black Panther is supposedly going to be in the new Black Panther movie. They're going to have, I think somebody's actually playing the voice of him and everything. Oh, Who knows? Man. So that was pretty cool. Holy crap. Uh, I, I still feel bad for Steven, man. Honestly, like that he is just screwed. He like, he literally, his whole purpose was to suffer. And then he's going to suffer even more. He's basically trapped in hell right now. Mm -hmm. And he just got a shit deal. And, you know, one thing that I suspected was, like, you know, when they place the two hearts on the scales and they're trying to balance it with the feather and whatnot, right. I thought if it was – yeah, what I found weird was that, like, they took off Steven's heart. I thought that was Steven's heart that they took off. And then the scale was perfectly balanced. It's just like, oh, yeah, I'm in paradise and whatnot. I'm like, Mark, I'm sorry. I mean, yeah, half of the crap that you did, people deserved it. Granted. But there's no way you deserve eternal paradise for the shit you've done. Yeah. I mean, legit. But you know what I think it is? I, I think that the thing was there were supposed to be three hearts, right? And that's why it was unbalanced. And then once Steven died, the two hearts made sense because there's two personalities that are left. So it was never balanced. But there was no second heart. What? There's two hearts. Because like, there's two hearts and there's right, two personalities but... left once Steven died. Oh. oh, so like fifty-fifty. Yeah, so because if, if they if they started with three hearts, if they opened that third sarcophagus, they would have been balanced the whole time. But they never opened it, so because of that, it was always left unbalanced. Mm. Oh my god, that, that actually makes sense too, because they were forced to confront their memories and their possible memories that Mark has yes. hidden from both himself and from Stephen that Jake probably has. Yep. And one of the theories is that there is no Bushman, that the person who killed all of the people was actually It's Jake. Jake. I believe it. 100% uh, I believe sure. it. I'm not sure, because like, they already casted Bushman, oh, I think. They already have him in the cast. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think they've got him in the credits. Like, I think they have him in the credits. Grain of salt here, but I think like they show they had Bush uh, Bushman listed in the in the casting credits. Like if you go to IMDb, uh, I don't know. It could be it could be a red herring though. You never know. They, I'm looking it, it up. Could be somebody named Bushman, but it still could have been Jake who who did it because Jake's got to be holding some kind of secret, or else then it makes sense not to have Jake at all because then he has no point. But if he's holding a big secret, that would be the big conclusion. That would be the big gotcha moment. Oh my yeah, God, there are rumors there. I can see that too. Yeah. Then okay, that makes sense. But, uh, one cool thing that I, I noticed about that is that like when they brought in his brother Randall, uh, you see him coloring and he colors a fish with uh, just one fin, 
which is like reminiscent of what Steven had. Yeah. Which I thought was pretty cool. And then when you see the scene where he's about to get beat, you see a framed picture of that fish in his wall. So he like really misses his brother oh, and stuff like that. God. Which like, yo, it was so sad. But apparently his brother is a real character in the comics. He actually becomes his enemy, right? He yeah. becomes Shadow Knight, which is pretty interesting. So I don't know, maybe we'll see that in the future. Actually, yeah, I'm surprised did, I actually bro. didn't know that. Like, I mean, I knew about, uh, what's it called? Uh, what was it? The other fist of Khonshu, who would I, who I want to see come out. Uh, what's his name? Yeah, Hunter's yeah. Moon. I knew about Hunter's Moon, but I didn't know about, uh, I didn't know that Steven actually had a brother, yeah, to be honest. Yeah, that's what they mm -hmm. said. Uh, so, like, DT, so the, the thing that I want to talk about, uh, like, what I really want to talk about is the Arab representation, right? And me and Jazz have been talking about it for a while in basically every episode about how much we love it. But, like, we could only relate to it so much, right? Like, like we have, we have, like, you know, our cultures are adjacent, but they're not the same, right? Like, because of Islam, we share a lot of cultural, uh, cultural uh, similarities, but it's not the same, right? And I feel like you could probably give so much more insight about some of the stuff, right? Especially the music, because, like, the music is phenomenal. Like, uh, the music in this episode, they said the uh, the song was called Sat Sat by Saba, and it means I am happy, sometimes I am sad, and it's from the movie The Night the Moon Cried, which is, like, so... I like, oh, my God. It's so good. It's so good. I was, like, it the, is. The, the thought that they put behind this is fantastic. Like, I kid you not, though, we're getting to that point about the music. So, like, my mother, uh, she was in the room when I was watching Moon Knight. Like, I was just chilling, watching Moon Knight. And I swear to God, as soon as she heard the music, she Aww. started dancing. She's just like, what is this? Uh, what is this show? I'm like, uh, it's Moon Knight. And I was like, why are they, uh, what's it called? Why are they, uh, why are they using Arabic music? I'm like, oh, it takes place in Egypt. And she was like, that is so amazing. I absolutely love this. Because it was like songs that actually she grew oh up God. with during her childhood. Really? And I was just like, oh my God. I swear to God. It was just so crazy. That's amazing. And, yeah. And it was just like, and something else I found uh, pretty funny was like, uh, here's the thing. So I was watching an episode one day and uh, you know that episode where like, uh, where he started, uh, okay, he's in the cab at one point and he speaks perfect and he yeah. speaks Arabic. All mm -hmm. right. So my mother was like, is he Arab? <laughs> and I was just like, <laughs> I was just like no. And he was like, holy shit, I thought he was. Like, and I, like, I, he almost spoke it <laughs> Dude, perfectly. Wow. And it was just, it was like, apparently. All right, like, Oscar Isaac, like, good for you, bro. Well, yeah, I mean, shoot. You know, like, speaking about <laughs> Oscar Isaac, I mean, speaking about, like, the Arabic and all that, I actually, like, as I watched the show, I actually, you mind if I bring this up? Because I think I brought it, I told mm -hmm. you about this. Good. I have, a, I have a bit of a headcanon slash personal theory about Mark, mm -hmm. in a sense. Okay, so here's the thing, all right? I personally think that Mark Spector is, uh, is Moroccan mm -hmm. Jewish, all right? So here's the thing. In Morocco, yeah, mostly the predominant population is, is Muslim, but we actually have a rather large Jewish population living there, too. People who were born there, raised there, etc., um, and in fact, prior to, uh, like a long time ago, uh, during world war II, when Morocco was occupied by Germany, 
a lot of uh, a lot of Jewish people took asylum in Morocco because the king refused to sell them out. He was just like, there are no, uh, there aren't any mm. Jewish people here. I don't know what the hell you're going to talk about. You have no ways of identifying them, so they're going to stay here. So my personal theory is because, like, I think Mark's father or his grandfather was a Holocaust survivor mm. in the comics. Uh, don't hold me to it. Don't hold me to that. So I personally think that Mark's grandfather was born uh was a moroccan jew from morocco uh was a moroccan jew he came to this country and like you know like the reason why mark speaks really good arabic is because he learned it due to his moroccan mm, heritage interesting and that's part of the reason why i think so and now also like i mean he's a bit more you know he's a bit right, more tan right. You know, yeah, the so dad was like definitely way more tan than I thought he would be. So yes, yeah, and like especially when they were showing him as a kid, I was just like, yeah, he like he could definitely pass as Moroccan for sure. He could definitely pass. Mm-hmm. And it's just like you know, it's been a personal theory of mine. Yeah. You know, Maybe. I believe it. Cosine, dude, I, I like that theory. Yeah, because like I mean, honestly, I feel like it would be uh, it would be a good way to represent Jewish people as well as represent Arab people further. Um, and also, like, it kind of shows that there are, the, like, there's, like, a whole diversity amongst right, the Jewish right, community, right. you know? Mm-hmm. It, yeah, so it would kind of, like, shine a light on that diversity, in a sense. Because, uh, like, again, there are Nigerian people who are Jewish. So, you yeah. know. I know Ethiopia is a big Jewish community. Jewish. Yeah. It's, I think it would just be an interesting concept to throw in there, show diversity amongst Jewish yeah, populations. for sure, man. Mm-hmm. I, I, I... And no, oh, yeah, I was to say that just like shows that like, how diverse the Arab culture actually is. It's not really just like they're all Muslims. Like no, they're yeah. everyone. Shoot. They're not a monolith. So yeah, they. they this they show's gonna a monolith. Yeah, if this is gonna like progress that, I think that's I fantastic. Love, I love. I mean, yeah. Take the opportunity to showcase as many cultures as they can. Like, you see, like, uh, Wakanda, they didn't just show, like, people from Kenya or Tanzania, where, like, Wakanda is technically geographically located, but they show people from, like, all types of Africa, right? They took that opportunity to say, hey, this is, these are all, this is, like, based on all these different types of tribes. And then when you see, like, um, Moon Knight, they don't just speak Arabic. They also speak Coptic. They also speak, like, you know, English. They speak French. They, they throw a little bit of everything in there, right, which is what, like, different types of people and different types of tribes in these areas would be speaking, which I think is really cool way to show representation because who knows when we'll ever get another Moon Knight? Who knows when we'll never ever get another chance for something to be... Is season two not confirmed? Not that I know of. I mean, hey, we're getting there. We're getting it there. Is. I mean, Moon Knight is a good start. Uh, Miss Marvel is definitely going to hit it out of the park sure. in terms of like you know more Islamic diversity, but yeah, I mean, I would just uh, I think this is like you know part of the floodgate to showing Islamic slash Arab yeah. culture. And one of the things that I really like about this is that like once Marvel opens the floodgates, like you just said, there's going to be no going back. Like right now, Christopher Nolan is coming out with a movie called Oppenheimer. It's like freaking all white people, right? And it's coming out the same day as the Barbie movie, and people rather see the Barbie movie because, like, it's the more diverse <laughs> class. It's got Siri Lee, it's got, like, all these other people, and it's got, like, people of color, and people are like, listen, man, I know Christopher Nolan is a goat. He's awesome. I love him. But, like, mm, do I really want to see a movie with, like, a bunch of white people in black and white? Like, I, uh, I don't know. I don't know. 
Or I can just watch this fun movie, you know, called the Barbie movie, and uh, you know, see people that look like me. I don't know. It's it's interesting. Okay, so we're gonna watch the Barbie movie. I Got watching, it. I am watching the Barbie movie that first weekend, and the second weekend maybe I'll watch Oppenheimer. <laughs> this movie really is representing everybody. everybody. Right, hold on. This hold is gonna on. be cool. Is this an animated no, movie or no. is this like an? Animated no, movie? it's live action. Oh my god. How, what the? How wait, so what are they? Barbie beats a Christopher Nolan movie called Oppenheimer. That would be so hilarious. We'll see. I'm just wondering because, like, yo, I better, I'm hoping to God that, like, they – I hope to God it actually beats out Oppenheimer now because yeah. that would just be something oh. – that would just be worth laughing. That would just be worth the uh, laughs, right? Okay, I, I think that's a good time to uh, call it a day for the first episode. <laughs> but uh, check us out for next week's episode or – Check us out for tomorrow's episode where we're going to talk about CinemaCon. So check us out. Until then, salam nerds, guys. Salam nerds.